everyone, Kriegs here. Just wanted to pop in this beginning of the episode and uh, got a couple of things to address real quick. Just take a second. Uh, firstly, I want to say that if you haven't seen the accompanying video for this episode, we will reference it at the very beginning of the episode. You can visit our Twitter at twitter.com slash thehiredswords, and we'll have it pinned right to the very top there. This video is the death saving throw, the final death saving throw of Joxer uh, that we had recorded live with a video so we could, well, see the dice roll and see our reactions. So check that out before you see the episode. Go ahead and pause this and check it out if you'd like. Uh, otherwise, just listen to the episode and you will find out what happens there. Uh, another thing, this episode was actually recorded in November uh, while I was on my little break for my father's funeral. Um, with that, this was a little bit of a difficult episode to record as well as edit. Uh, you'll probably hear it in my voice a little bit. Anyway, that said, we had some technical difficulties. I was recording in a hotel room, and it is noticeable uh, in audio quality, so I do hope that you forgive us our faults. Um, luckily, we will be back next week with a full recorded, perfectly sounding episode, and it is so enjoyable, the direction we head from here. So, anyways, keep a ear out, eye out, and keep engaged with us on Twitter and all, and uh, I'll let you get into the episode. Be sure to check out that video if you want to have that fun reaction. Otherwise, thanks for listening, and here's the episode. You're listening to The Hired Swords, a D&D actual play podcast, as well as a secret coded message to Bill Hader. Welcome back, everybody, to a long-awaited uh, continuation of the last episode of The Hired Swords. We waited a little extra time before we were able to play this, so we've all been kind of anticipating what might happen. In fact, well, let me let me recap first, then we'll get there. We were in the Goblin Village after leaving Wild Hill to go see what's going on in the Untouched Lands up north, and our party found Gis in this Goblin Village. They started hanging out, threw a little party in the tavern, enjoyed some time there, and then went to uh, retire for the night. And as they started to retire for the night, Kriggs and Joxer decided to kind of stay out and hang out in the village outside because Giss's mother had said she had been seeing her husband, Teld, who was Giss's father and who was killed by Joxer, saying he she had been seeing him in the village and outside the village. And so they thought they'd go see what's going on. Kriggs has seen enough. Actually, they all have to think something suspicious might be happening, so they stuck it out. Well, they sure enough were attacked by 
some shadow monster kind of creatures who happened to have been summoned by a version of Teld who was telling them that he was sent there and that his words, I believe, were pretty close to she will, she wants you destroyed or she will protect me. And sure enough, he disappears, Teld disappears into the the village during combat. They The party takes care of most of the shadows and then Teld shows up again, sword dropping down on Joxer for much damage, knocking him unconscious. The second attack coming after he was unconscious, forcing two failed death saves automatically. So that's where we left off the last episode, and we couldn't take it as a group. We had to see what, because the next turn was Joxer. He was next on the initiative. So he was immediate. He'd already failed two death saves. What is this next save going to be? So if you follow us on Twitter, you may have seen the video of this already, because we did record video of him rolling with the camera on the dice. And he did indeed what did you roll, Joxer? <laughs> well, I rolled an 18. So I rolled an 18. survived temporarily. So he rolled an 18. So he survived. And so right now we sit at the end of Joxer's turn. I'm going to I'm going to pause momentarily the game here because I didn't even introduce everybody because I wanted to get into the recap real quick here because everybody's been waiting. So let me introduce us. I'm Mike. I'm your judge master. I already introduced Joxer. Hey, Joxer, it's Mikey. Hey, oh, I might die today. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. And uh, Davin's is Derek. Hey, we all might die today. We don't know. Who knows? Ash is here. She plays Gwendolyn. Hello. I won't die. <laughs> <laughs> and Krig's much hit points is played by Blaze. That's me. I'm hard to kill. Uh, I'm yeah, also playing from a squishy. hotel. So right. let's do it. That's right. He's in a hotel today. It's exciting. So, like I said, we sit here at the end of Joxer's turn. We're still in initiative. Teld is, uh, the spirit Teld, or shadow Teld, is hanging out down by this, at the other side from Kriggs of this animal pin. This triangular, triangular-shaped animal pin is where he's hanging out, and he's over by some other uh, cabins or, or huts, that the, the goblins live in, and he has jumped off of one of them and stabbed Joxer. He's pulling his blade out of Joxer and looking around to see what's going on around him and who's next. Blaze, you, Kriggs, is sitting, Kriggs is sitting about 40 feet away from him, like I said, across that, that pin where the animals are. What's Kriggs going to do? Kriggs, if you remember, had his wings out and he was hovering above the pen. Indeed, I do remember that, yes. With the wings, I have a movement speed of 30. Is Joxer saved? So he's not unconscious currently, right? He is unconscious. He, you just, if you were close enough to see, you would see his chest is still going up and down with breath. He's breathing. He's alive. He's just, he is though fully prone and unconscious. You, from your angle where you're at, you probably, if you can see it and see him at all, because also when, when Joxer went unconscious, those four light orbs also went away. So it's back to pretty dark darkness here, even darker than night should be. 
because uh, even those orbs were still just dim light. So it's pretty dark. You can see that he has fallen. It's hard to know if he has been completely killed or not at this point. But question on that one: Would uh, does the flame rapier still give off some kind of glow, or my uh, tattoos at all? Currently, there is no glow emanating from you at all. Okay, I was just curious. Cool. Can I see Teld? Yeah, you can see the form of him, the shape of him, enough to target him. Yes. Okay. Um, I am going to fly at full speed, um, acting very much like a, like a wrecking ball. I'm just going to hold my shield in front of me, not taking an actual attack, but I'm just going to fly at full speed, trying to aim myself at Teld to push him away from where I assume Joxer is. This isn't an attack. I'm just moving and... I essentially will just let myself fall into him, uh, hoping to land close enough to Joxer that I can place at least one hand upon him and dump the rest of my lay on hands into him, bringing him back to consciousness. Okay, make an attack roll using your dexterity modifier to try to hurl yourself at him with this at this angle. Because you have to fly 30 feet and then let your momentum carry you yeah. Another 10 feet well, in get, the direction you want. I get 60 movement on my wings. That's your main speed or dashing? Main speed, not dashing. Oh, oh okay. You said 30 earlier, so. No, I'm I, in like my normal speed. Like I was just right. checking. I get, I get 60 with my wings. Oh, great. Well, then, yeah, that's no problem. So just uh, make an attack roll using your dexterity to see if you can. I rolled just 18 ram into him. Uh, for my okay. attack. Okay. So. You do, sure enough, you hurl yourself into, into Teld, and go ahead and roll 6d6 for your damage. Okay. You're going to do the, you're going to, you're going to do the damage of 60 feet, even though you flew 40. Um, for those interested, I'm currently using dm.tools <laughs> for my dice roller, since I'm too lazy to go get the dice out of my car at this hotel. And I'll give you credit, though. That could be very far away. It depends on the hotel you're staying at. We could be talking a five-minute walk at this point. Yeah. Uh, so thank you, DM Tools, for giving me a five plus six plus six plus four plus three plus six for 30 damage. Wow. Ouch. Awesome. All right. And your shield is mundane, right? It's not a magical shield? No, it's just a straight old shield. Okay, so it was, it was total of 30 damage? Yep. All right, he's going to make a strength saving throw as well and try to beat your attack number to see if you knock him backwards. He takes damage, 15 damage to be exact, and he rolled a 17 and strength is a plus zero. So what was your attack roll? 18. Yeah, so he does fly backwards and we'll send him back another just about 10 feet and uh, and takes that damage from you hitting him. So you have cleared, currently cleared Teld back off of Joxer and done some damage to him. When you hit him, he hisses <laughs> and this like black mist that's been around him this whole time just kind of like 
just kind of shoots out from all sides and just kind of wraps and swirls around him and coalesces back on him. And you see his eyes glowing yellow. This is the first real good look you've got at him. And sure enough, this is the goblin that you had seen, but he's just this, this black mist or shadow is swirling around him. And you see his eyes are this dull yellow and with, uh, with like black, like mist kind of stuff seeping into his eyeballs. And his, he looks, he looks like, almost like he's being animated by this shadow mist that's around him. And you are, I'm, I'm, you still have an action because you, you just moved to hit him. Right. As a free action, I'm going to look him dead into the eyes and I say, your quarrel is with me now. And I'm going to reach down with one hand uh, and try to kind of inconspicuously touch Joxer wherever I can reach uh, his head, shoulder, and try to... I'm going to dump the 15 HP from Lay on Hands that I still have. Okay, cool. So, Joxer, you <gasps> wake up suddenly with 15 HP, and you're still laying there prone, but your eyes open, and you've got this gaping wound from this strange shadow weapon that was stabbed into you and sliced down. Oh, you were sliced like from shoulder to hip, I think I remember. And uh, you still got this gaping wound, but it's the some of the internal damage and, and all that has been started to heal. You're in quite a bit of pain and feel pretty bad, but you, you've you been pulled from this darkness you were seeping towards as you laid there. Uh, anything else, Kriggs? I think that's really it for me now. Just kind of placing myself with whatever movement I have left between him and Joxer. Telden Joxer just holding my shield, uh, trying to be as imposing as I can. All right, Davin. Oh, I get to go. Yeah, um, you can play too. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I like when I get to play. Um, there's like a big old boar kind of in my way. I'm going to hop over the fence and I'm going to move around so I can get like a good look at this guy without uh, having my friends in the way. Okay. I think I can move like right around there. So can I see him from where I'm standing now? I'm a human, so I don't know how well I can Do see him. Do you have heart. dark vision? No. No. You don't? Where he is and the distance and his kind of shadowy makeup, you you can see you can see the general area he might be because that's where Kriggs is facing. But that's all you've got. It's hard to really you can't see him to target him. I would let you target an area, but not him. Okay. Directly. Fair. Um. I'm nothing if I'm not fair. <laughs> And uh, what about uh, Joxer and Kriegs? Can I see them or is it the same situation with them as well? Because they're yeah, roughly you around can, the same area. You can definitely see Kriegs. Joxer would be harder to see because he's laying down at Kriegs' feet with the fence behind, you know, in between you guys and all that. Okay. Um, then I'm just going to use my action and hop over this fence and then dash the rest of the way over toward them. Okay. So, all right. just so that's going to put I'm, you, what, five feet behind Kriegs? Yep, I'll be right behind Craig's on the other side, okay. uh, who's kind of in between me and Joxer. Okay. At the end of your... Is that your whole turn? Uh, yes, that's all I'm going to do. Okay. At the end of your turn, Teld himself is going to... Shadow Teld here is going to move. Craig's, did you get right up to him? You moved your your guy on the map. I want to make sure I understand what uh, you're... I was trying to be imposing, so with the space we had, that's the only, like... I get it. The way the grid okay. works, that's as close as I could get between, in between them, but also it makes it look like I'm right up next to him. 
So yeah, I'm yeah. pretty close. Okay, so I'm gonna say that your your movement could only take you about to where he, uh, about to where you kind of took his place where he was when you hit him with your shield, and that threw him back ten feet from you, which is be there, which is gonna allow him. He's going to actually what he does is instead of just running away and moving, yeah, instead of moving, he's going to put three more of these shadow creatures in between himself and you. Well, that's awfully rude. I know. It's almost like he wants to... I don't like that. Yeah, strength-sucking creatures is not fun for a strength character. Yeah, for sure. So he puts them all right there surrounding you guys. There's three more of these guys just like just kind of spin. He he uh, reaches down and lifts his hands up and out of the ground, this this mist starts to form and join with the mist that's up on in the sky. And it all kind of pulls down like a like lightning that emerges from the from the ground and meets with the sky and then swirls around there, forming this shadow creature. And you hear this as they take life. And that is what he does in that time. So he does not move. He does that instead for that legendary action. And then we're at Gwendolyn. So Gwendolyn was with the boars and were they goats? They're goats now. Yes. Big boars, big goats. Three big, big goats. boars. Well, okay. two now and two big goats. <laughs> yes. Um, she was tending to them to make sure that they weren't going to go hostile anytime soon. And when she heard Joxer drop, she immediately just looks up and is horrified. Like she's seen her friends battle before, but not like this. Like she hasn't seen someone drop this fast. And she just goes, no, 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 no. And she, she runs over and she, she's getting worried and she hops over the fence and just kind of just looks at Joxer's body. She can see his eyes and see that he's, he's awake, okay. but he's yeah. nothing's happening. Like how my voice is getting, she's getting freaked out. Um, uh, she just, just uh, hang on just, just a minute. And uh, she immediately casts cure wounds on him. All right. I can do it. I just want to do it from here. We're going to do it at level three. Oof. Ooh. So nine plus seven. Sixteen. Sixteen. That is math. Sweet. So Joxer is up to 31 hit points. And yeah, so you lay down, you say your, your prayer and or your, you cast your spell and he glows, this green glow. And the portion, more of that wound, that gaping wound starts to kind of close up from the inside out. And he starts to breathe a little less rapidly, feeling a little more, even more like himself at this point. Is that I, an action? Yes, it, when she gets close to when she gets done saying her prayer, she just looks. Why are you doing this? What is causing you to do this? Towards Tell. Yeah, she okay. doesn't take her hands off Joxer yet. Okay, Joxer, were you going to say something? Yeah, Joxer's eyes, as he's like sort of more coming to, are just locked in the direction that he knows uh, Telled went to. So through, like, almost looking straight through the shadows, like just. Okay. Awesome. All right, Gwen, is that your whole turn? Okay, so it's 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 kind of subtle, but out of from south of you, you guys hear 
this uh, this sound and it sounds like you double check this real quick so you don't you don't play like a pop song or something <laughs> <laughs> it's a we we should just in the background have a gangnam style going yeah Yes. I'll just play our own songs. Take these broken wings and let the fly again. Did you okay, write here that we go. yourself? Uh, 60 feet. I'm cutting none of that out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. So you hear this. The doors of the tavern burst open. And you hear, what's going on? I don't know. And... Um, you don't see anything, but you all hear, let me see who it will affect. One creature. So you hear. Kriggs, you hear this, you all hear it, but there's this song and it's, it's this, um, kind of a re, a re hash of, the song you were hearing in the tavern, this, and he's singing about going through the door and he's singing about all this stuff. And you hear Vale's voice and he is singing to you. And as he does, you feel yourself inspired by it. And remember that, oh man, we're, we're not only protecting each other, but we've got to protect the people, the friends we made in this village. And so you have Bardic Inspiration D8 from nice. Vale. I love Vale. You also hear another voice down there, but you, you aren't able to see him at this point. So you just hear it. We go to Teld's turn, Shadow Teld, and he suddenly vanishes from existence. You can't see him anymore. What? And as he vanishes... You hear, right before he vanishes, you hear this twang of a crossbow shot right at Kriggs. And the crossbow attack is a 17. Does that hit? Hmm. Considering that I'm holding my shield directly in front of me, sir, that does not. Okay, so your armor class is... 17 with or my higher shield that's higher than 17 great perfect so yeah you get hit or the shield gets hit twang it hits the shield you hear the shield like boom like a gong and then tell there's nowhere in sight and that is his whole turn um we're gonna go to joxer now <laughs> oh god that what and then uh i'll uh stand up so that'll use I think it's a quarter of my turn since I'm a, a monk, but it might be half my movement. I don't remember. Okay. Um, and all I see now, or no, I can't see anything, huh? As a human. Uh, it's pretty dark. Yeah, you can see, like, you can't really see the guy. You can kind of see the guys right in front of you, like the shadow existence. <clears throat> like, they're, there's something darker, like a form in front of you. That's kind of all you see. Yeah, at this point, I at least get a sense that we're being surrounded by these things. Yeah, definitely. Um, I at least understand that. Um, so, as after I oops, sorry, after I stand up, you'll you'll see me uh, kind of grab at the the ring on my hand, 
and and I'll kind of twist it as haste is now cast. Oh boy! Okay. <sighs> Just bringing out and hiding in the shadows. Are we told? Is this what you always did to your family? <laughs> and then uh, I will. Um, Ooh, I guess I will just try to attack south of me, seeing uh, some kind of body. Um, ah, it's kind of an awkward setup now that we're sort of here. So I'll, uh, yeah, I'll attack with the uh, the flame rapier, and so that'll be my because uh, using the ring is an action, right? And then I get an extra action because of haste. And yeah. then, and then I'll get a second attack, and then I could use the bonus action because okay. um, mm-hmm. if if I wanted to use a bonus action, so that that'll be I'll attack twice with the rapier since I don't have my shadow blade, and see where that goes. That is a twelve and a twenty-three. The twenty-three hits. I believe that's all. I think it's thirteen. Okay. Oh, um, so with haste, would I have gotten, um, does that add to my dexterity? Because that would also give me a plus Plus two to AC, advantage on dexterity saving throws, gains action on your turn. Okay, okay. Then, yeah, that would have missed. Okay, so that will be, so seven plus... This 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 has not gone the way in my head everything was gonna go, so now all of my plans are out out the door. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um so that that'll be eleven plus um seven. So eleven uh slashing with the magic weapon and then seven fire damage. Uh so eleven well, so technically it's eighteen total and okay. seven is seven of that is fire. Oh right, okay. Okay, so you did 16 damage. Uh, 18, so 18 yeah, 11 damage, straight, right. 7 fire. Yep. I said 16 because that's their total amount of... Uh, so 7 was fire? Yeah, 7 fire. So 3 11. fire? Well, is that... Oh, okay. it's, yeah, I resisted. guess that wouldn't be magical. Yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. Okay, so that almost got it, but not quite. So, uh, yeah, you swing that that rapier through and, and the magic energy in that thing just dissolves much of this shadow in front of you. And it begins to be more, more transparent. And then the flame kind of following behind this kind of evaporates even more of it. And it is, it is barely like flickering in and out of existence there. Uh, in front of you. If, if it's still standing, I'll definitely use a key point to do uh, some magical, you know, punches in the in the air there okay go for <laughs> so it i'll get two of those so i'll start with one there and then maybe wide swing against the one that might be near sure make that attack roll all right that is a nat one for the first one so that makes Oof. sense and that is a 15 plus 7 so 20 yeah two so that first one you swing and just just kind of whiff you kind of swing where that that for his form was before he dissolved so much and and but then you're able to bounce back with that second swing and yeah kind of so dissolve that, some of that even more that will be a six plus three so nine 
of Great. my so magical fist damage. As you put that second fist through, it glows that bright white glow that comes off of the vi- kind of white vines that look like tattoos on your arms. And as it glows, it just kind of sizzles ab- sizzles away the rest of that shadow. And it kind of goes away with a like an inhale of breath sounding. <gasps> and it's gone. Is that your whole turn? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, there's not... There's not much I can do in my current position. I will. All right. Tend then to my these wound. shadows. These shadows are going to. They're going to. Both of them try to form into Kriggs and take that. Take his space and do an. Uh, a. Uh, strength. Ju- strength drain. Whelm him. Kind of. The first one is a 7. 11 to hit. That is not going to do it. Second one. A 19. That hits. So the second one is able to wrap himself into all around you and kind of fill your space. You, you you can feel this cold as he wraps around you and he gets under your armor and inside of your clothes with this, this mist and shadow. And he does 2d6 necrotic damage. So, so six total necrotic damage as you feel your skin start to harden and rot. And then you lose three strength points from this sucking of your strength and your pain, the pain that comes from this necrotic damage. And the other one is not able to make a make purchase and and grab itself around you. But the next that is the it for that those guys turn. And so now it is your turn, Kriggs, as one of those is near you. The other one is basically, you're basically wearing this other shadow. Okay. Um, I'm not going to get a good hit at the the one I'm wearing. And it, it's not, I'm not grappled or anything by it. So That's correct. I'm going to take uh, a two-handed attack with my Warhammer at the one that missed me. And my roll for that is... 13. That will hit. You're going for 12. Nice. Uh, and with that, I did... Oh. <laughs> did my damage weird. Anyways, uh, I rolled 12 for the first hit, bludgeoning. 12 bludgeoning damage, okay, with your... Warhammer? You, you swung your Warhammer, so that's magical. So And for my extra awesome. attack... Oh, what was the Warhammer? Plus one? It's a plus one, yeah. So plus one for the attack as well as plus one for the damage. Nice. So 13 damage, bludgeoning. Great. Or magical. Um, and then my second attack, I rolled 21. Oh, yeah, that hits. And it would be nine bludgeoning damage. Okay. So you, as you swing this, it glows this green glow, and you feel this pulse of energy shoot from the handle up to the head of this hammer, and it just shoots a beam of light through this creature as that second swing goes through it and the beam of light just kind of makes takes absorbs all of the shadow goes inside this beam of light and shoots up into the sky and dissolves into the mist that's above you and what will you do next i think uh considering i don't know where teld is and i have a position currently right now that i feel is somewhat defensible because we're all here um Man, I think I'm just going to 
just kind of stand here with uh, this dude piggybacking on me and hope that we're in a, a good position. Uh, I might, I guess I might call out to like Vale and be like, you know, protect yourself. <sighs> Tilda's here. Okay. All right. And uh, that's Craig's turn. It takes us to Davin now. All right. Uh, Davin's going to try and best to aim at this thing that's just kind of unwrapping itself around his friend. Um, I'm going to cast a uh, guiding bolt at it. All right. Make that attack roll. That is a natural one plus. <laughs> oh, no. Plus failure. Uh, <laughs> okay. So that you go to aim that and feel this cold, like breath on your body. And when you do, you go to, you try to cast that spell and nothing happens. And I need you to actually, I need you to roll something for me since you rolled a nat one. Before we started, I was like practice rolling dice and I rolled seven out of 12 as natural ones. And so this is not a good night for me. Yikes. I'm sorry. I did not have these up. I'm rolling a D20. You're rolling. I think it's a. Oh, darn. Yeah, uh, actually. Yeah, roll a D20. 15. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. It should have been a D100. Roll a D100. Oh, okay, I can do that. That is a 69. Nice. Sixteen. <laughs> uh, all right. Nice. Yeah. So you feel this echo of a voice in your mind when you, when you fail that spell and it says, it says, don't be afraid. Don't hold back, but you still can't cast that spell. And that You're is all that happens. Me. Leave, leave me alone. I had this. I had this. That's all that happens. And is that your whole turn? Um, let's see. I can do a bonus action. Do one of those. Might as well, right? Um, I don't have any bonus actions worth doing, so no, Never I won't. mind. Those are dumb. Don't bother. <laughs> I will move <laughs> five feet forward and then five feet back. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, let's see. So that's your whole turn then. So now we're going to go to Gwendolyn. We. Tis me. Sorry. This got exited. Um, does this, could this creature understand me or understand us? You don't know for sure, but you, you don't know for sure, but you haven't seen anything that would make you think that they do or that they would care if they did. I hope I pronounced this right, but I would like to cast geese, gaze. How do I pronounce this spell? Spell that. I think it's Geish. Geish? I don't know. G-E-A-S. It looks like gas to me, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I cast gas. <laughs> I cast gas. <laughs> Gesh. Gesh? Gesh. Gesh. Okay. okay, so magical command on a creature you cast within range force you get to carry out some service or refrain from action. Oh, okay, so you're, you're trying to command a creature... Uh-huh. All right. Okay. The duration so. is 30 days. Okay, so what do you say to it? Well, first time using the spell, uh, 
Gwendolyn's going to say, stop. Okay. This creature doesn't seem to react. Seems as though this creature either cannot or does not understand any language that you're speaking or words that you're saying. That's why I asked before I cast it and wasted it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you didn't know, though. Well, now I know, and it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) I I said stop, and she just just going to keep yelling. It's just a level five spell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, That's what what she does. She's just going to keep yelling, stop. Just stop. Okay. Because it's a new spell. She doesn't know. Gwendolyn is yelling stop, trying to get this this creature to, to... listen to her she can feel the magical energy like swelling inside of her and building as she does this uh, and and is, is likely waiting to see what what's going to happen is this going to is this going to come out is this going to work and just watching the shadow to see if something happens is that the end of your turn yes okay so as the as your turn ends you hear uh, her veil uh, hops the fence and runs over to the goat uh, these goats and begins to shush them and and like grabs their collars that they're wearing and and begins to it's it's okay you just come down you know everything's fine just come over here and starts to pull them away from what you guys are doing from that fight because they're starting to get agitated and worked up again and then you see Kevin start running towards you um, he's been on his way but he finally gets in within eyesight and he has a table. Uh, that he has broken the legs off of, and he is holding this table like a shield. It's a smaller table. He's holding it like a shield with his hand on the top of it, holding it up. And he has a he has a glaive that he got as well from somewhere that was in the tavern somewhere. And he is looking around, looking for what to fight. And he's like, ah, "I've done it before. I'll do it again. Where, where are they? Where are they?" And he's yes. ready to go and ready to help. And. uh and and you look as you can see as he's holding that glaive and the shield he's holding it it's not a real shield so he doesn't have like a handle to put his hand in but he the, his stance especially Craig's you notice he looks trained he looks like he knows what he's doing here he's not just out there being an idiot and uh, so that's that's the it, it for them as we go back to Tell's turn after that happens those guys come in ready looking like they're going to come in and help you. Craig's or Davin, 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 you start to feel that cold breath again on you. And when you feel that cold breath, Teld appears right next to you and takes two sword attacks on you. Not sneak attack because you see him now. Boom, he appeared. He did not hide from you. So his first attack is a 24. That hits. With his short sword as the shadow follows behind the short sword as it swings down on you. The second one is a 20, dirty 20. Yep. And so that is two hits as Teld brings these down. As he swings to you, he says, he's saying, taste the shadow. And uh, it's kind of like Skittles, but dark. Um, <laughs> dark Skittles, I like it. Dark Skittles. So you take, oh, and I need you to make two uh, con- constitution saving throws as you take a D8 plus four. No, no, no. The short sword is a D6 plus three damage. So nine, wow, uh, so 12, so 15 slashing from both attacks. 15 total? Yeah, and then tell me what you rolled on those two saving throws. One was an 18, and you already know what the other one was. A natural no one. No way. Another natural one. 
Oof. Okay, so then you take 7d6 poison damage. Oof. All right, that is... Oh, that's a lot of ones. <laughs> 15 more damage of poison as you feel the the, the, the shadow begins to, like creep inside and around you on the inside and you feel this cold take over from this poison and you take that extra 15 damage so it's a total of 30 damage on that round that was yeah i'm okay uh and so you take that 30 damage and and Teld looks at you in your eyes and as he bears his eyes down in on you you see actually make a just make like a perception check just from him you know this this amount of time he's staring you down sure i rolled a 19 Okay, you see completely dead eyes. You see no life in his eyes. Just this yellow and with black mist swirling around on the inside. A shiver goes down Devin's spine. Okay. Thank you for listening to this latest episode of our second season. We really appreciate you joining us for this adventure. If you enjoyed our show, tell a friend about us, and if you really enjoyed it, tell the world and leave a review. Be sure to check out our shop at thehired.store, and if you want to keep up with us and what we're up to, as well as get bonus content, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Hired Swords. And again, thank you for listening.